How's everyone doing this morning? Good. Good. Praise God. Yeah. God is good, isn't he? All the time. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's always there. Always. Let's just open up in prayer. Father God, we just ask that you lead, guide, and direct us into all truth. And uh, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in here in manifestation and demonstration in your power. And Father God, in Titus 1-2, you cannot lie. And we thank you for that, Father God. We thank you and praise you and give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' most precious name. Amen? Amen. Today, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about faith yesterday. I mean, last Sunday. Time goes quick, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about supernatural faith today. I want to stay on this subject. Uh, God is a, a faith being and human being. We were created in His image. That's an important aspect that we're, we cre we're created in God's image. And... Uh, Right from the get-go, Satan hates you because you're in God's image. You're a you're a spirit. You have a soul, and you live in a body. Uh, he's created the same way. The three: Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Isn't it? So, therefore, every person saved or not has faith within them because it was a part of God and is now a part of us. Everyone has faith. Everybody has a measure of faith. Mm -hmm. However, this type of faith to sit in a chair, drive through an intersection, or fly on a plane is human faith. You trusted when you sit in those benches that they wouldn't fall and you wouldn't end up on the ground. You trusted that those, you had faith that these benches are strong enough to hold you. That's the kind of faith we still need for God. But that's a, that's a human faith. You just have faith that that's what happens. You know, you Throw something up, it's going to come down. The only way you can do this is with a supernatural God kind of faith in order to receive salvation. You had to believe in things your natural senses couldn't perceive if you received Jesus as your personal Savior. You had to believe in a Savior that didn't you couldn't physically see or touch, but you had to believe in it. Believe that it was real know in your heart that there was something bigger than you that was out there. Something that created these trees. I can't see a man creating these trees. Uh, something that made you believe that there was something bigger than you that was out there. In Romans 4.17 it says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. You know, you call those things as not, as though they were. If you're sick, you don't call yourself sick, right? I, oh, wait a minute. I guess we do, don't we? Right? Because a lot of people say, they call their neighbors or their relatives and say, yeah, I'm sick. So they call themselves sick. But you should call yourself well. I'm healed and whole by 1 Peter 2.24. Right? That's what should be coming out of our mouths. Because remember, what comes out of the mouth is in the heart. So 
What comes out of your mouth is in your heart. It's powerful. And some people say, well, how do you know what I'm thinking? Well, all it is is coming out of your mouth. Right? I'm the blessed and highly favored, right? I'm healed and whole. I thank you, Father God, that when I, when, if you have surgery or something, that that doctor, it'll be a textbook operation. And it'll be a quick recovery. In Jesus' name, if that's where your faith is, so be it. Amen? Amen. And I believe that you, you can pray for him. That's important to pray for your doctor. Uh, you believe God, whom you cannot physically see or feel, for forgiveness of sin, which you cannot physically see or feel. Both salvation and faith receive it, our gifts from God. You know, we're saved by grace through faith. And grace is unmerited favor. You didn't deserve it. You didn't earn it. You didn't, you can't perform for it. It's already done. It's a done deal. It's finished. That's how you're receiving Jesus Christ. You're not good enough. We understand that. Neither was I. But it's just his unmerciful grace that he gave me to come into the kingdom of God and know him personally as my Lord and Savior. That's what it took. In 1 Peter 1.23, it says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. I mean, who wouldn't want the king of kings and a lord of lords in their life? Who wouldn't want to be a child of the Most High God when you come into the kingdom of God? You're not just... We're, we're eternal beings. You've got to understand that this world's going to pass. This thing's going to... We're going to it's going to burn up. There's going to be a new earth. Same planet, but a new, new beginning. But understand that we're eternal beings. After you die, it's not over. It goes on. And that's what you have to look at is after you pass away, where are you going? There's two places you're going to be going, heaven or hell, one or the other. There is not a third place. Not in my Bible, it doesn't say it. There's only two places. And the wonderful thing about it is you get to choose where to go. You can choose life, which is Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Or you can choose death. Because if you decide, well, I'd just rather not choose, well, then you choose death. That's what you chose. Well, how can God do anything to me if I didn't choose? Well, you chose. Because you, choose, you chose not to choose him as your Lord and Savior. You made that choice. Hey, James. Yeah. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Amen. And that's what it is, is we don't hear the word. We just hear what the world's telling us, don't we? And the word's, the world's always screaming at us, everything. But you have to get still and get with God, and you'll find him, truly find him, and the power therein that he has. If you want the one that holds eternity in his hands and gives life and blessing and not cursing, that's my Lord and Savior. It's all good.
But is there a fight after you receive Jesus Christ, after you're saved? Absolutely. Do you think the devil's just going to let you walk around just, yeah, go ahead, he's saved. I'm not going to mess with him anymore. No, he's not messing with the people that are all he's already got. He don't mess with those. If you're not getting messed with, I would say be looking around. Be going, man, am I walking backwards? Because all of us, that's his job. But we have complete authority here on this earth. Through, his, through the Savior, through Jesus Christ. And our mouth is our biggest piece of speak life and not death. Speak life and not death. Blessing and not cursing. But being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Remember, when, when you seek the spirit and not the flesh, the flesh truly brings death, but the spirit brings life. Isn't that amazing that the spirit, we're a spirit, we have a soul and we live in a body, and when we seek the Holy Spirit that is here with us today, that lives in us when you receive Jesus Christ and you seek that spirit, that brings life to your flesh. Wow. Changes people. Like that. Takes you from poverty to wealth. Like that. How many of you had just a little bit but you started serving God and you started seeking Him and you started working the Word of God in your life and going by His promises. It says, given, it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men and women give into your bosom as you give out. Luke 6, 30. And you take that principle and you start operating in that principle. How many of you come out of where you were? I did. Malachi 3.10 Prove me herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I'll not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there's not room enough to receive, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. Where do we lack? We lack in tithes and offerings. We rob them. But that's the only place in the Bible that says, prove me. Prove me. And you know what? I was bold enough to say, Lord, I'm going to prove you. I'm going to prove you, Lord, to see if this is real, to see if this is true. He said, prove me. And then I believed what he said. He'd opened the windows of heaven upon me and rebuked the devourer for my sake. And my fruit will cast her perfect time in the field, not too late, not too soon. All nations shall call my family blessed. Amen? That's what you operate in. And you believe that. Not saying that everything's going to be a bed of roses and you're just going to tap through this place. No, there's going to be a fight. But you fight with the word. Not with swords and knives. In Galatians, um, it says here in 2.16, it says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. And we learn that from the Old Testament. The law couldn't fulfill it. You couldn't fulfill the law. The only one that fulfilled that was Jesus Christ. He was the only sacrifice that fulfilled that law. You can't fulfill it. But it's still out there. 
Once you're born again, you also live by faith of the Son of God. You live by faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Huh. Okay. If you, if you believe for a pen and I've got a pen and I gave you that pen, you don't have to believe. It don't take faith to believe for a pen. If you say, well, I believe for a pen and you've got a pen, that's not faith. It's when you believe for a pen that you ain't God. My English wasn't very good there. But you ain't got it. But when you got it, you don't need no more faith because you've got your pen. Amen? So that's what faith is. Calling those things that are not as though they were. Call things in in Jesus' name. If you got something in your body, speak to it. Lord, help me. I'm in trouble. Psalms 91. He'll come. He'll be with you. He said he would. He said, call upon me when you're in trouble. He'll be with you. Guaranteed. But get the scriptures in you. Know who you are in Christ. That's the key. In Galatians 2.20, it says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And that life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. He gave himself on that cross for you so that you can live. You're not guaranteed another breath, no matter what your age is. No one is. But through Christ, he guarantees us eternal life when you receive him as, his, as your Savior. And you can call him your Lord and Savior. And once you've done that, guess what? The benefits are fantastic. Anyone in here a salesman? I think we all are, aren't we, somewhat? But the benefits are fantastic. Just think, eternity in heaven, there's no sorrow, there's no sadness, there's no grief, there's no hunger. I have as many donuts as I want, and I don't get big. Glory to God. All those things. God's good, isn't he? But if you pick death, that's destruction. There will be so much sorrow, so much death in your life. Your life won't be worth living. Because the only thing that you have is this world. And it's dying. The, mag the uh, magnetic field around the earth is less than it was 50 years ago. The magnetic field that comes around the earth is decreasing. It shows our earth is getting old. It's not forever. But he's forever. Wow. And uh, how many of you were just in high school? Yeah, you were just in it. Can you believe you're out of it? I mean, it's, it's this long, and you're like, wow. And then how many have been out of it uh, 
us, for instance, years out of high school. Just seems like we were just there, doesn't it? And look at us. <laughs> I'm thinking good things, guys. Hey, we're getting closer to heaven. Amen. Amen? We're getting closer to heaven. That's a good thing. And look how far you've made it. How many people have not made it as far as you have in life? Their life was shortened. Count it all joy when you see someone 90 years old, 80 years old. Wow, they've lived life. They've made it to where their destiny and their purpose. You see what I'm saying? Who wants their life? Raise your hand if you'd like your life cut short. No hands. Praise God. How many of you raise your hand if you want your life to be full and live a full, long, healthy life in Jesus' name? Amen. Glory to God. Hey, we got hands. Our hands still work in our arms. That's wonderful too, isn't it? Amen. Sometimes, you know, we don't realize that like walking, you know, we take that for granted. But, you know, if you can't walk and you're in a wheelchair, you think, you think, man, I used to be able to do that. And I used to take that for granted. You know what I'm saying? Be thankful that you can walk. You got something to always thank God about. Always, even in your most toughest time, you say, well, if there was a God, I wouldn't be this way. What do you mean if there was a God? There is a God. You're just that way because of the world. You need to get in line with him. He'll show you the good things in life. In that uh, Galatians 2.20, it says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You were both born again and now live by the supernatural faith of God himself. Since the faith we were born again by and now live by is a supernatural faith of God's own Son. It, is, it has the potential to do anything Jesus did. That potential is in you now. When you receive Christ. Pretty powerful, isn't it? He healed the sick. He healed the brokenhearted. He raised the dead. That potential is in you. And why do I say potential? Is because it's about you and him. It's not about you, me, and him. It's about you and him. How far do you want to go with this? How deep do you want to go? It goes deep, doesn't it? It just keeps getting deep. You know, I thought I knew it all at one time, but then it just disappeared, and I found out I knew nothing. You know what? Anyone been there? We're all growing. We're all growing. It doesn't matter if you're 10 years old all the way up to 80 years old. God can use you in a mighty, powerful way. Look at King David, how he took down Goliath. Can you imagine Goliath? I mean, 10 foot tall. David's probably 5 foot 6. And he goes, he took that slingshot, that sling, not slingshot, but a sling, and five smooth stones, and he said, I'll cut your head off with your own sword. And they just laughed. What happened? One rock to the middle of his head took Goliath down. He took Goliath's sword 
and cut his head off with his own sword and held his head up and the Philistines run. Literally run. And the Israelites knew that they had that land that was theirs. Pretty powerful image, isn't it? God is good all the time. He's good all the time. In John 4, 14, 12, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. The greater works than these shall he do. You'll do greater works than him. How's that possible? Hey, we got dead men walking around us all day, every day. We got them dead. You talk about zombies, they're there. You want to call them zombies? Whatever you want to call them. You know, they're not bloody and hanging like that, but they don't know Jesus. They're dead. They're dead men walking. When you don't know Christ, they're dead. So we've got dead people walking around us all the time. What are you doing about them? Are you telling them about Jesus? Hey, I don't want to do that. I might offend someone. If I was going to hell and you offended me and I got mad at you and I received Jesus Christ because of what you said, when I get to heaven, man, I'm going to be giving you the biggest hug there ever was because I'm going to eternity. I'm going to heaven. And when I get to heaven and I see you, you think that I'm just going to not say hi? I'm going to say, man, I'm glad you shook me up. I was mad at you and wanted to kill you, but man, you brought me into the kingdom of God. Amen? We're alive, those that know Jesus as our Savior. And those that don't need to. Because it's not just here that it's great, but it's afterwards because we're eternal beings. We're headed someplace. We're not just stopping here. This ain't the last stop. How many of you think this is the last stop? <laughs> Raise your hands. This ain't the last stop. This is just the beginning. The next stop's eternal. Eternity. It's eternal now, but it's eternity forever and ever. Wow. Some people think they're making a big decision when they buy a house. Nothing compared to eternity. That's the decision. How are you going to walk? What are you going to put your faith in? Some tree that's going to be cut down next year? Might die? Some man, some woman you put your faith in, they disappoint you, blow your bubble up, and now you're mad. It's never going to work. Romans 12, 3. God gave every born-again believer the measure of faith. It says, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according to according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Everyone's been given a measure of faith. Just like I said when I first started, you sit down in that chair, you believe that chair would hold you up or you wouldn't have sit in it. And don't tell me you wouldn't have. You, you wouldn't have. I Don't tell me you would. You would have. You, or whatever. <laughs> well, I'm confusing myself now. But if you see old rickety chair... An old aluminum type fold-out chair. You ever got those? And they're rickety and they're sort of bent, been bent 
two or three times and cracks all over them. You're sort of thinking, well, I don't want to sit in this. And you sit in it and then poof. How many of you went down in one of them before? I have. Just went sideways on the floor. You know, you're not going to sit in something that's rickety. And if you do, you're not going to do it again. But God gives every believer the same measure of faith. A full ladle measure of faith. Faith is a fruit of the Spirit. And in Galatians 5.22 it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. For the fruit of the Spirit. Notice the Spirit. For God doesn't give us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. Notice that's a spirit. He doesn't give us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. These are all spirits. But the spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering. You know, when you got these around you, the fruits of the spirit, you ever seen, uh, uh, I don't know, that. what was that movie, the, the little guy played football? He was a little tiny guy, little giants. Little giants. Little Giants, yeah. He played football. Snotting always, just a little kid. Glasses, everyone else was a lot bigger than him. And his mom said, I need to put him out there in a manly game so that he starts growing and doesn't become a wimp, in other words. So he put him out in football with these great big guys. They were, the coach said, are you sure this little guy's going to get just demolished? So his mom brought him to a practice one day and had him wrapped up in bubble wrap. <laughs> all around him where he couldn't get hurt. He could get hit, but it wouldn't hurt him. He was all bubble wrapped. That's what the fruit of the Spirit is. It bubble wraps you. The fruit of the Spirit, when you got the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, meekness, faithfulness, it's all around you. And he can't get in. Satan can't get you. You see what I mean? He can't get you because of the fruit. How do I get to you if you got a bunch of fruit around you? Well, this ain't fair, God. They've got fruit around them. Well, they, they've got it. Walking in love. Walking in joy. I don't understand some people. They just don't have a bit of joy. You ever see them? They're just like, I'm like, wow, what have they been drinking? Prune juice? I wonder what's been going on. But you do. You get down in the molly grubs. Poor me. Poor me. I just ain't got nothing. I got Jesus. That's all you need. And you can start praising God, giving Him glory, even if you're in a hole. You've heard that story of that old mule that fell down the well. The farmer, you know, they were going to kill him, and they said, no, just start throwing dirt down there. So they started throwing dirt and burying the mule, and the mule just kept stomping that dirt. When they'd throw it, he'd shake it off, and he'd stomp it. And eventually that old mule was out of that well. Isn't that amazing? works. So you get in a hole, start praising God. Start shaking the old devil off. Amen? Don't let him in. Amen. You got something to say, Bonnie? Uh, I was thinking that the fruit of the Spirit, um, that's God's love he deposited in you. It's God's joy that he has deposited in you. Yeah. It's God's long-suffering and faith. It, it's yes. His love, His faith is in our spirit. So we can take it. Hey, God was deposited in us. We have what God has. Amen. It's, 
Who's the one that led Jesus around? The Holy Spirit. Amen. Who's the one that leads us around? The Holy Spirit. Whoo, glory to God. Isn't that amazing? The same one that led Jesus around leading us around. So you think you got to get to need to know the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. If he's the one that led Jesus around, don't you want to be led to the right spot? Yeah. I don't want to be in the desert and led to a dry hole when I need some water. I want that oasis that's out there that's got water. That's what I want. In order to see your faith work, you need to understand and acknowledge what you have. In Philemon 6, it says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Believe, believe God's word and begin to acknowledge that when you, when you believe God's word, it'll come to pass and have faith in it. Not just not faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Also, show me your faith, I'll show you my works. Now that's not like grace. Grace is unmerited favor. It's not about performance. He's already did it. If you put a face on grace, it'd be Jesus Christ. He did it for you. He went to that cross when you should have went there. Each one of us should be on that cross. Each one of us. There isn't one of us here that shouldn't be on there. But he took that for us. Isn't that amazing? And we don't have to go on there. But how many people have to feel like they have to crawl up on there? They can't. They can't do what Jesus did. Never. So it's not about performance or your works. It's about him did it freely for you. And he said it's finished. I give this to you freely. All you have to do is believe. And receive him as your Lord and Savior. That's it. That's all it takes. And... Uh, it's interesting, we talked about faith last Sunday, and we're talking about it this Sunday. So it keeps going on. There's even another sector of faith, because I don't want to keep you guys until 2 o'clock. So there's another sector of faith that I want to talk about next Sunday. So don't miss it. But don't miss the opportunity. If you're not saved and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, don't, make, don't walk out of here not knowing him as your personal Savior. I'll help you get there. Amen? Come forward when Chris starts singing the song and receive Christ. I'll help you get there to receive him if you need help. I don't have a problem with that. And if there's someone that's sick today that needs healing, come forward too as well. Because it says the prayers of a righteous man avail of blood. Who's righteous in here? Amen. Amen. And when he talks about a man, he's, he's talking about women too. Because we're the bride of Christ. You guys, we gotta, we gotta, we're the bride of Christ. Did you know that? It's quite interesting, isn't it? Hey, I'm going to heaven. I'll be the bride of Christ. Whatever it takes to get there. Glory to God.